success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And we do have another invincible guest to share with you today. Helena Lucia is the founder of Sisu Journey podcast and community fostering collective healing through storytelling. She is a resilience and nervous system coach and believes that nervous system dysregulation is the fundamental piece of the puzzle needed for healing, supporting her clients without shame to begin to reclaim, honor, and believe their bodies and intuition. Oh my gosh. Welcome. Welcome, girl. It is so, so great to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Oh, the uh, it's all, all my pleasure. I just, I feel like I'm going to learn so much from you today. And this is a gift to me as much as to you and our listeners. So let's get started. Let's just jump right in. We have a lot to cover uh, tell us how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? Yeah, um, I grew up in a, in a suburb of Minneapolis, Minnesota. I was a sixth of 10 children. I grew up in a fundamentalist, extreme um, religious cult. Um, my mom had been from Finland. The re religion came from from there and my, uh, if you visualize how I grew up, it's like I was Amish with electricity. I had to wear my hair in two braids until a certain age. And then I could wear one braid. I believe it was 13. I had to wear dresses every day of my growing up childhood. And it was marked with a lot of trauma. It was marked with a lot of spiritual trauma. I was steeped in shame from a very early age. There was sexual trauma. There was physical violence in my home. I mean, it was, you know, it ran the gamut. And so what it looked like from the outside was the big family of all of these children that were, you know, dressed um, the same basically, but, um, but there was a lot of ugliness under the hood. And when I was 19, I got married um, the marriage itself was not healthy. Of course, I had four children by the time I was 25 and I've really spent the last 20 years excavating what that meant to grow up that way, what that meant to, you know, survive all of that trauma, what that meant to have my subconscious trained, um, in really a negative, uh, fear driven way. And, um, I've done a lot, a lot of talk therapy and I've done used a lot of other modalities that I'm sure will We'll get to talking about. I can't wait. Yeah. So 
And so where, what, what is your background in education? So what is your degree in? My degree is in computer science. I, I got that after I, um, I got divorced in my, you know, in 2007, I began the divorce process. And so I went back to school. Um, I got my degree in computer science and have been working as a software engineer, um, you know, ever since. Awesome. And so tell us, bridge that gap of like, how did you get from computer science to this amazing journey that you're on today? Yeah, that's an exciting part of the story as well. So 2020 rolled around in the beginning of 2020, actually towards the end of 2019, I became pretty frustrated by the lack of momentum that I was really making in standard talk therapy. My therapist was amazing, but I just didn't feel like you know, I still had insomnia. I still had a lot of anxiety. My, my gastrointestinal system was a mess. I mean, I just, I wasn't making as much momentum and I really kind of put my flag in the sand and said, 2020 will be the year of the health. I was going to get healthy. It was the first time in my life where I was financially in a privileged enough position where I could just start throwing money at the problem. So I signed up for, you know, you name it, I had heard of it. I was going to try it. So I tried hypnotherapy. I tried plant, plant medicine, psychedelic therapy. I did, um, I had some, some, um, a person who does energy testing, um, for, for your body, um, for physical health, also a functional medicine person who was able to give me a whole gamut of tests to see what was going on with my physiology and so I started mind, body, and spirit really healing. And so as the world was kind of on fire in 2020, I mean, you were there, you saw it. Um, I oh was boy. just getting better and better and healthier and stronger. And, you know, it wasn't very far into the year where I realized, holy crap, we are headed for a mental health crisis and we are not ready. I am going to get ready. So I started studying neuroscience. I started studying polyvagal theory, nervous system work. I started studying coaching training. I took an EFT certification program. I just kind of started um, absorbing everything that I could about how to help and support people heal from this type of trauma that the world as a collective is seeing in one, you know, just blink of time in a way that, you know, I've never experienced before. And as far as I know, hasn't really happened in, in quite a significant of a way. Oh my gosh. So you were already on the journey preparing to be the best version of yourself to support this insane world that we have stepped into, right? Mm -hmm. oh, I love that. Doesn't that feel great too, that you like, as that was all happening, it, I feel like it was imploding, right? And um, sure. yeah, but didn't that feel great to you? Like, wow, I was a step ahead, right? Like our goal is always to be mm -hmm. ahead, right? To be ready for it when it comes. And, and most times we're not, but wonderful. That is amazing. Well, the, the one thing that it was, was validating because you don't know whether something you're doing works until it goes through the fire, right? And so doing that in that time really showed me that what I was doing you know, was kind of the magic bullet I had been searching for for 20 years. 
I love it. You, and you're right. Like the validation. And I went through that as well with my, when I launched my podcast, the same thing. It's like you, you have to answer the call, right? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. And just sometimes you just have to trust the process or trust yourself, whoever you can trust. Uh, Absolutely. Girl. All right. Well then tell us what makes you invincible. Yeah. I mean, what makes me invincible? I, I, just a, a really extreme resilience in, you know, through everything that I've ever been through, I've always had this motivation to make my life better. I always had a feeling that what was quote broken could be fixed and a belief that just because I had gone through these traumas, I could be, you know, I could be a a strong person and I could get through them and resolve them and be stronger on the other side. And I have proven that to be true. And I have seen and spoke with many people on my podcast who have also displayed that to be true in their lives. And it kind of reminds me of those Japanese, um, the pottery where they would paint the cracks over with silk or with gold. And the gold would show that the it's in the cracks where the beauty is and not in the polished, pristine vessel. And I think that for all of us with our vessel, having gone through trauma, have shown that, you know, we're even better on the other side. We're more available. We're more accessible to our calling. We're more you know, approachable and have the ability to really support and heal others in transforming their lives in a more powerful and poignant way than if we had had some type of, you know, golden ladle or spoon or whatever. Uh, that Platter, served up whatever, our, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Whatever oh, that served I up our it. life for us. I love it. You know, uh, and we hear that a lot on our podcast, you know, when we talk about being invincible, resilience comes up. Oh, so many times. So when, when someone else says it, I'm just like, wow, that is so cool. I love that. So let's, let's jump into your topic. And it sounds like you, you kind of live your life as a goal setter, right? Like you're just, mm-hmm. you just get in and do it, right? You, you set the right. goal, you do the deal, no matter what happens, you're resilient, mm-hmm. you keep going. So let's talk about, and this is different in goal setting um, than what normally people would hear about. So let's talk about how to set identity-based goals and why the traditional goal setting doesn't work for everyone. Let's Mm -hmm. jump right in. Let's tell everyone about this. So, so powerful. Mm -hmm. Right. So I used to try to set smart goals or whatever, you know, kind of mnemonic people have with these traditional goals. And they're really um, very environment and behavior-based goals. So Robert Diltz coined the logical levels of change and purpose and identity are on the top and behaviors and environment are on the bottom. And typically what people do when they're setting goals, say they have a new year's resolution, it's to go to the gym three times a week and they start out really strong, but you're using your willpower and your prefrontal cortex, which are finite resources in order to do those behaviors. And if you think about it, how many times would you have to go to the gym before you actually feel like an athlete? What if you started with, 
I am an athlete. I am the type of person who pushes my physical body to the absolute, you know, top level of exertion. And I look for opportunities in my life to do so. What if you started out with that every morning, instead of saying, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week, because if you say you're going to go to the gym three times a week, you might never still feel like an athlete. But if you start with, I am, I am the type of person who pushes my body to physical exertion. You don't even have to go to the gym. You might see a wall that you people are climbing and choose to climb that wall. You don't have to go to the gym to feel like an athlete. You're starting with your identity. So when I discovered identity-based goals and started building a framework around that um, to support people, I just saw so much potency and power in that um, toward motivation, that activation of an image of the identity that someone that is the desire of someone's heart in the moving toward that. And so the thing that identity-based goals do is one, that they activate the power of toward motivation. So a lot of times when we set a goal, we are moving from a pain point. And that's a really powerful motivator to get started, to move down a direction. But unfortunately, in order to keep that away motivation, that moving away from that pain point, you need to keep reveling in that pain so that you can remember what it's like, because we naturally have this psychological force called fading effect bias. And if any of us have that have have born a child out of our body, we know what that means. If we sat in that pain that we felt in that time, we would never have another child. Right. So as soon as we start the process of, of raising that child, we forget what that pain felt like. That's called fading effect bias. And that's why so many programs, um, you know, that you, you get into like 12 step programs. There's this reliving of this trauma, right. To keep people, to remind them what their motivation is, but you don't have to stay in pain in order to meet a goal if you are moving towards something and not away from something. So an identity-based goal is actually, what is my dream identity? Which by the way, is also matched with your highest good, right? Your desires are symptoms of your highest, you know, are guideposts toward your highest good, toward your dharma, toward your calling. So you start to, you know, really mine those desires and what your dream identity is and move toward that. You can lit, you can um, bring identity, um, identity um, based limiting beliefs to the surface really quickly and start to clear them. So you can then you also work with your nervous system. So your nervous system is not going to accept if you become wealthy overnight, right? You did not have time to prepare your nervous system. So many people either have horrible outcomes from winning the lottery or they lose the money right away or whatever. And the reason for that is because your nervous system is not prepared for this identity of wealth. It just comes and it goes right away. So many people when they're manifesting things are trying to like, you know, they feel like what's in their higher good would be, you know, 50 K months right off the bat. That's not the truth. Your nervous system isn't ready. You have to prepare. But if you can mine these identity-based goals every day, you can get there fairly quickly to a point where your nervous system is ready for this new juicy, delicious life that you're moving towards. So that's, um, 
you know, the power of identity-based goals. And then also you get to leverage your subconscious and your nervous system and subconscious together cannot be stopped. You can work on mindset all day long, but that's like trying to steer a ship with a kayak paddle. You're not going to get it unless you get your subconscious and your nervous system on board. And then you will just be able to figure out what those aligned and inspired actions are and do those every day. And boom, your life is magic. That's awesome. <laughs> magic. That's what we're looking for today, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Like rainbows and unicorns for sure. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so powerful. Do, do you have um, a couple of tips around how someone could start moving in that direction to align, you know, as you said, your subconscious with your nervous system? Absolutely. I use a map called the integral map. It was coined by um, Ken Wilbur and it's just four quadrants, but anyone can kind of just start to, you can start to think about your life holistically in, in many other ways, but just kind of look at all the areas of your life. The four quadrants are I, so that's internal. What is, what is going on in your internal, your psychological, your spiritual, you know, you just kind of take inventory. How safe does your nervous system feel with you inside? How nice, how self-compassionate are you toward yourself? The second one is your body, your external body. And it's not an opportunity to be hard on yourself or to be critical about your, your food choices. I really believe in self-compassion in all things and no like diet culture or any of that, nothing toxic toward yourself. So it's really all about what is your healthiest, best self, um, you know, your, as far as body goes, the, the third quadrant is your community. Who, who do you surround yourself with? What kind of people do you, you know, do you hold you and support you in this life? And then the fourth quadrant is financial career. Um, and so in each of those quadrants, I have my clients create, I am statements. So I am is so much more powerful than I will. So you, I am statements, all positive, you know, it's, it's a good temptation to say like, I am the type of person who doesn't have shame, but your subconscious only hears that shame word. It doesn't really hear that, you know, you want to make it really couched in positivity, not toxic positivity, but something that you really recognize that you have this spark inside of you. So I have them write I am statements in each of those four quadrants. And then I ask them to take the first hour and the last hour of every day and not have any media that you can't control, no Instagram, no email, nothing that will tell your subconscious your identity based on your past or based on your limiting beliefs or triggering these old memorized habitual um, messages and limiting beliefs that you're telling yourself. And instead, start with these I am statements and read those every morning and then choose three aligned, inspired actions that will most move the needle on that identity every day. And they could be things you're already doing. Often they are. But what happens is you start embodying this other energy when you do those. So you make different choices and in doing so you create new neural pathways and take advantage of neuroplasticity to just incrementally make these changes into your life that turn out to be very, very powerful um, changes of direction and movements toward 
a, you know, a more aligned life, you know, and the thing is that what you're turning away from is the past that was given to you. That was basically, you were steeped in decision-making from ages zero to six, where your subconscious was really trained against your will for certain things. And we can take advantage of neuroplasticity and really start to change that. It's a very, very powerful um, when we start being intentional with our subconscious and really start sending signals of safety to our nervous system to know that it's okay to have this gorgeous, amazing life, that it's safe for you to live in safety and in peace. Many of us don't grow up with that and don't know that that's a possibility. That is amazing. And as you said, like from birth to six, like such an important stage of life, right? And that's mm-hmm. really setting the stage there. So this has been so powerful. I, I have like, I am mantra bracelets and things like that. And like, I'm a big advocate of that. Like, like I even teach a class of like, you know, the, the um, most powerful things you'll ever say are after those two words, right? I am. And, um, mm-hmm. but I love how you're tying this into, um, really connecting your subconscious with your nervous system. So are you, I just want to make sure that I'm clear. Are you, you're saying that the more you are affirming these IMs, that that is aligning your subconscious with your nervous system? Yes. Yeah, so the first hour and the last hour are very sacred times because that is when your brain waves are in a slower pattern and your subconscious is more accessible. And that's why I also mentioned zero to six, because zero to six, some of the brain waves that are never, ever seen again in adults that are very, very slow happen in, in ages zero to six. So it's almost as if a child is sleeping, sleepwalking through life and the subconscious is just absorbing everything like a sponge. And so when you start off the day telling your, when your subconscious is accessible, telling your subconscious this, these new identity, it starts to allow you when you're going through your day, you're only taking in just a tiny fragment of the bits of information that are surrounding you. And so when, you know, when you are um, finding opportunities and noticing things, if you have set your identity to point toward the future and not the past, you will notice if you're telling yourself, I am tenacious, I am resilient. Then when, you know, things hit the fan at 11 o'clock in the morning, you've already set yourself on that path. Your subconscious is looking for evidence that you are resilient and tenacious. It's not looking for evidence based on that Instagram model that you looked at this morning and, and told yourself you're less than, right? So that's the difference is what are you going to allow through those filters? What are you going to look for evidence of during the day? Because your subconscious does not want to be made a liar. And so if you believe that you're not worthwhile, you will look for evidence of that. But if you believe that you are worthy of this beautiful, amazing life, and that all of these things that are going to serve you are just around the corner, that's what you'll look for. That is, that's like, to me, is like saying, just put on your armor, right? Like get up in the morning, do your statements, power yourself up. This mm-hmm. is like your armor for the day. And Absolutely. then 
Yes, that's so amazing. Mm -hmm. And so this is what you're doing with your clients now, right? Yes. And even as far as the armor thing, I do also teach that it's it's in a little bit further in my program where we talk about energetics. And most people who come to see me are empaths and they have, you know, very, um, very porous energetics. And so I teach them to pull that in and hold your own energy within yourself and release those who are, you know, taking energy from you in a very kind and gentle way. Oh yes. Those people, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. All right. So let's talk about your podcast. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Yeah. So tell everyone what is, tell them why they would want to listen. What is it about? Who is it for and why they should come and listen to your podcast? Yeah. So my podcast is called Sisu Journey and Sisu is a Finnish word that means resilience in the face of extreme adversity. And what Sisu Journey is about is science and stories of resilience. So we really talk about, um, we bring on guests from diverse backgrounds. Often the guests have an expertise in something, but they always have a juicy story. And so we start at the beginning. It's a container for them to share whatever they would like about their story Um, and really give people the key points that they wish that they had known, um, things that were pivotal moments in their journey, um, tips that they have and tools that they've discovered to help promote resilience in their life. The thing about resilience is that it becomes a practice and the tools that you use to build your resilience practice are are yours and yours alone. What works for you may not work for you at even at a different part of your journey, but it certainly isn't going to be a one size fits all solution. And so we love to just talk about what these tools are. If there's science behind them, um, we'll share, you know, some science. We'll talk about the nervous system a lot, because as you may have guessed, it's one of my favorite topics. And yeah, we, we explore everything from, you know, psychedelics to, um, disordered eating to, um, you know, emotional, you know, quote, mental illness or neurodiversity. Um, we talk, we've talked to people from in South Africa to the UK, to the U S to Canada, you know, from all different walks of life and just really try to tell stories that haven't been told, um, and don't have a platform or through people who voices have, who's feel their voices have been silenced. And the goal of the podcast is really to kind of end this curse of separatedness and isolation that we all have and bring people together through traditions of storytelling that many indigenous uh, communities have thrived on for years and years, um, really helping the, the experienced folks provide wisdom to those who are less experienced. And I get something out of every single interview I've done And so I can't imagine that the listeners wouldn't also get some juicy tips and ways to live their life and um, tools and resources and books and experiences. And yeah, there's a lot, a lot of exciting things that people are working on and learning about. 
I love it. And uh, just to mention that you are kicking off season two with a, a new update of some super fantastic, fun and educational mini episodes, which is just amazing for people that are super busy and don't have a lot of time that they can come in and celebrate with you in your second season and uh, just binge listen, right? Absolutely. I'm so excited about that for you. And that is happening on August 5th, right? August 5th. That's right. Yes. So super, super fun. We want to tell our listeners that the link Mm. is in the show notes while you're listening right now. Go ahead and click the link and jump over there on Thursday, August 5th. Season two of the Sisu Journey is launching. It's amazing, updated, Mm -hmm. uh, just fun, fun, fun fun. It's so great to see how this takes off. So yeah, so fun. And I also want before we say goodbye, or I should say move on, I would love Mm -hmm. to have you share a little bit about your masterclass, because I know that's coming up soon as well. And Mm -hmm. uh, we want to make sure people know, like, this is what you do. We just talked about all the things you do and how you can help the people. But what we want to tell them how you can help them and what you have available right now. Yeah. So the masterclass is coming through our, it's going to be in our new community. Um, like listeners can go to my website and sign up. Um, the, it'll be five days, uh, Monday through Friday, an hour every day. And we'll go through this entire identity based goal setting process and decompose how that happens. We'll of course start with some nervous system education so that they can um, really start to understand how their nervous system works and how to check in with it during this process. And then we'll really just get in and dive into figuring out how the listener can identify what those goals are, what um, emotions to look for, We'll go through and work through the worksheets to get, you know, really help them flesh out their goals. And then we'll do some different um, NLP and EFT techniques to just kind of support them in moving, starting to move some of those things through their nervous system and then just let them know um, how to move on and, and start retraining your subconscious mind to start moving toward that identity and see what happens. That's amazing. Awesome. So tell them where they can find you. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have you come on over to sisujourney.com and sign up for the masterclass, sign up to be on our mailing list. The masterclass will be totally free and available to all and looking forward to seeing you all there. Awesome. Oh, that's been awesome. Well, you know, Helena, that we uh, on the She's Invincible podcast, We promise our listeners that we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs and we are going to share all of the expert zone of genius, all the knowledge, everything that they need that they can put into place today and see results right away. And you have done that so great. Even just the the part with the I am statements and just really digging deeper into how that really connects your subconscious to your nervous system. Uh, But we also promise them that we are going to pull back the curtain and we are going to let them in behind the scenes because, you know, you are not the same gal who journeyed right all Mm -hmm. those years ago. And when people see you today, they're envious. Women compare themselves and they see you and they think, 
oh, I wish I could have her calmness and her peace. And she's, you know, she knows what she's doing and she's organized and she's got it all together. Right. And this is what they're seeing. They just your beautiful heart and soul. And they want to be like that. Here's the thing. Most of them are not willing to put up with what you had to put up with to get where you are today. And so we're pulling back the curtain to say, hey, you want to be like her? Let's tell you what being like her is really all about. And then we can talk some more. Mm -hmm. So we're about to deliver some real hope right now to the all the listeners around the world uh, by sharing some fun stories. Are you ready? Mm hmm. I call them fun, right? Because in the end they are, in the end we're grateful, right? But That's yeah, right. yeah. so fun is the only word I can think of. <laughs> but <laughs> let's start with the good. Could you share a little story with us about the good or great part of your journey so far? Yes, so the good that I am really experiencing and loving every day of my life is the transformations that I'm really seeing in my clients and my students and my in my courses. The first part of my program is called From Survival to Safety, and that's a 12-week program. And then the second part is called From Safety to Sisu. And I'm going through the From Survival to Safety piece right now. And it can be really disconcerting to people when they're starting out because I do a course of 90 minutes and then I have two weeks in between. And I'm intentionally ambiguous about the um, kind of practices that I want them to put into place for these those two weeks because I want them to try things and see what works for them. Again, no one size fits all. And so I give a lot of information. And for most of us who are doers, um, who have been raised with perfectionism and standards, we want to do all the things, right? And so it's really disconcerting to them that they're not tr doing everything every day. And I've had even one student um, who got a little confused because she thought she should, the, her sacred hour meant she had an hour of homework every morning, which is not what I do in my class. And, but... The good thing is every time I have them share out, I ask them to check in and fill out a check-in form. The answers that I'm seeing on the check-in form tell me that what exactly I'm tending, intending to do is transforming in their lives such that they're saying things like, I noticed yesterday that my, my, um, my nervous system went into sympathetic nervous system overdrive and I got my list of tools and I, you know, was working on those, but I also was telling myself, yes, this is a normal nervous system state. It's okay. It's temporary. I know I'll get through this. So they're doing all of the things and they're making all of these major changes in their lives. And it's just so evident even though they feel like they're not doing so much work every day, because it really is about these just incremental, you know, we do large shifts when we do the class, but there's incremental changes in your life that actually promote the neuroplasticity. You know, some of my things that I recommend is like meditate for a minute. Don't set yourself up to meditate for half an hour, meditate for one minute. Um, because, because we all know, I mean, I am the, I'm the type of person who I start running, I'm going to run a marathon, right? And I'm going to start training right away. Well, that's not the way toward long-term change, as I've discovered. So I, I promote and support really incremental changes in my clients, but that they make super quick strides much faster than, than they expect with these small 
um, incremental changes. So that I I would say is the good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And to be able to see that, you know, your work is producing, right. This uh, positive result and really transforming people's lives. And you know, what I love about what you're doing is it's like a a lifelong lesson, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. once they learn these skills, they can always go back to them and tap into Mm -hmm. them. So it's not something that, you know, they're forever learning. I mean, of course, as you dig deeper Mm -hmm. and things show up, you have to deal with them, but Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a practice that you can keep going back to. And I love that because they are lifelong skills. Mm -hmm. Oh, that felt good. Didn't it? Now we have to talk about the bad. (laughs) So yeah, share with us a story about the bad. Yeah, the bad, I would say. So I was raised in a family where your performance was really important. And as such, I developed a skill, like I've just mentioned before, of cramming my schedule so full of things that I would be doing. And toward the end of the day, if I sat down, say, to watch a show, all I could think about was the things that I had not accomplished that day. And so I was trying to build these programs, right? And still putting myself in these survival nervous system states because I had all these to-do lists. And um, so one of the things that um, I really had to work on is challenging myself to only do those you know, top three things most days that will really move the needle because when we're so busy, first of all, we're not taking the feedback from our nervous system. So we're trying to change it. We're trying to send it signals of safety, but we're not giving it a safe environment to work within. Um, So we, so I really had to kind of go back to the drawing board of like how I'm going to work this and still keep my nervous system safe. And I realized that if I'm going to create this business and it's going to be sustainable, I'm going to need to do it differently than how I've thought that businesses needed to be run and working in tech, you know, that's 80 hours of work weeks and, and, um, lots of Adderall or whatever. (laughs) And that's not how I want to do things. And that's not the type of conscious business that I'm trying to start. And so um, one of the things that I've done is my morning ritual is non-negotiable. Even when I'm running late, my, um, my top three things that I will be doing that day, I am satisfied when I complete those three things. And this is just obviously a cliff notes version. It takes a long time to clear out those limiting beliefs. It takes a long time to recode that subconscious mind. And it's taken a lot of energy work and a lot of, um, you know, psychedelic therapy and a lot of other things to really address those parts, those, that trauma that's stored in my body. And it will continue to, you know, it's a pattern that I can see um, wanting to encroach on my life all the time. So I would say that the bad is just having to continually keep retraining my nervous system when it comes to financial trauma, when it comes to perfectionism, when it comes to all these things to accept being at peace, to accept being still, to know that it's safe to just be and not do all the time. Mm, I love that. I love that. We're human beings, right? We're not human Mm -hmm. doings. All right. right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) Yes, I am. We are going in. (laughs) Tell us about the ugly, uh, the ugly part of the journey to success. 
the ugly part was really involving my pattern of habitually binge drinking. Um, it was really, it kind of really came to a head in the beginning of the pandemic when everyone was encouraging us to regulate our nervous systems with alcohol and mine just kind of my relationship with alcohol just kind of escalated. And I realized through all of this work, you know, it was during a psychedelic session where I really kind of came to a head with um, just recognizing how this pattern was not serving me and was really holding me back. And it's my belief that a lot of people who are creatives, who have some type of big calling to bring to the world are afraid of their success and are continuing to push that down using alcohol and other drugs. Um, and so I, I, I was able to using, um, the tools from Annie Grace and this naked mind to with, with, um, without shame, release my relationship with alcohol and just, um, just really, see it in the way that I was moving towards something amazing and not again, not moving away from something. And so today I drink as much as I want, whenever I want just happens to be nothing. And that's a line from Annie Grace. And that's the absolute truth. I mean, my partner drinks from time to time. I'm not, you know, concerned about feeling like I'm an alcoholic, but I do, you know, want the listeners to know that there is a phenomena or whatever called gray area drinking where you're stuck in a pattern with alcohol that's not serving you anymore. And there's a lot of support online. Um, you can certainly reach out to me on my website, schedule a free, free consultation. I'm happy to discuss it with you, but there's no reason that you have to crater your life and destroy your life in order to change your relationship with alcohol. It, it really is something that is accessible to all. And so I, I am very thankful that, that, um, that, that relationship kind of came to a head that way because it, um, it has helped show me that I was trying to regulate my nervous system through alcohol. And I've learned all these other tools. It was keeping me stuck. There's no way I could be doing this, this business that I'm doing if I had still been going in that cycle and that pattern. And if anyone else is struggling, you know, just know that there is support on the other side. And it doesn't mean that you have to give up drinking forever. It just means that you need to renegotiate your relationship with alcohol and see if it's actually still serving you. Oh my gosh, girl, you know, it's in the ugly where we are able to make the biggest impact, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love how you're just so matter of fact, like I got this under control, like, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I love, wine. You know, I love a drink every now and then I love a drink with friends. I love when I travel, mm -hmm. you know, the mm -hmm. little day drinking and things like that. But I have seen in my lifetime how alcohol has ruined relationships, careers, mm -hmm. and even bodies, right? Like people have Absolutely. died from alcohol abuse. And so that worries mm -hmm. me so much. So I, right. So and grateful. in 2020, in 2020, there was a record number of, of liver related, related deaths as well. So it wasn't just a, a COVID pandemic we we're dealing with and mental health and addiction numbers are, have gone through the roof roof in the last year. So we really need to be cautious, I think, with how, you know, how, what kind of memes we're passing around and what we might be communicating to others. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm just so grateful that you're here to support people in all of these things. I'm so mm-hmm. excited for your second season of the Sisu Journey podcast. So fun. Everyone hit the show notes and get over there to that awesome podcast and be sure to binge listen to those mini episodes and leave a rating and review on iTunes for Helena. Thank you so much for being with us today. This has been just an amazing conversation. I love, love, love the work that you're doing in the world and the way that you're making an impact and transforming the lives and futures of so many people. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for being invincible. And thank you for sharing your story with us today. The pleasure has been all mine. And to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you are face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl, get back up. You can do it. Tell them, you tell them, Helena. You can absolutely do it. Thank you so much for everything you do. Get back up, girl. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.